six of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Adam is not with me. He has taken the week off uh, for um, Thanksgiving, and so you just get me today. Um, we're going to make it fun, I promise, or at least I'm going to try to. Um, I am sort of recovering from a cold, so if I sound a little weird, that's why. So it is the last Thursday of the month, which means it is time for our uh, roundup of books that we are looking forward to that are coming out next month in December. I'm going to warn you, this is a fairly short list, mostly because Adam and, Adam and I, it's all duplicates because uh, there's some good books coming out and we all picked them um, or we both picked, you know what I mean. This is why we don't do this by ourselves. So I have his list and uh, my list, and again, there's a lot of duplicates, so it's it's a somewhat short list, but there's some really, really good titles that I'm excited to talk about. Before I do that, of course, um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. You can go to our website, ProfessionalBookNerds.com, and um, you can email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. That's all the contact information. Um, yeah, so you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and get going. So first up on our list of books for December. Oh, before I begin, you don't have to worry about writing these down. They're going to all be in the show notes. So just, you know, if you're driving or whatever, you can get them there. So first up, we have Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Adeyemi. I don't think I've talked too much about this. This is, of course, the sequel to uh, Tomy's amazing blockbuster book, Children of Blood and Bone. So Children of Virtue and Vengeance um, is all about um, Zelly and Amari after they have battled the impossible and succeeded in bringing magic to their land. But the ritual was more powerful than they could have imagined, reigniting the powers of not only the Maji, but of nobles with magic ancestry too. So now they struggle to unite the, Ma- the Maji where the enemy is just as powerful as they are. But when the monarchy and military unite to keep control of their land, Zili must fight to secure Amari's right to the throne and protect the new Maji from the monarchy's wrath. It's good stuff. Yeah, so that is Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Adeyemi. Next up, Good Girls Lie by J.T. Ellison. I think I've said before in the podcast that um, one of my favorite subgenres that I sort of make up myself. I don't know if it's an official subgenre, but is um a murder mystery taking place on a closed campus of some variety with a close suspicious group of people. So that's what Good Girls Lie is all about. So perched atop a hill in the tiny town of Marchburg, Virginia, the good school is a pre- prestigious prep school known as a silent ivy. I'm already I'm already in the boarding school of choice for daughters of the rich and influential accepts only the best and the brightest. Its elite status, long-held traditions, and honor code or are ideal for preparing exceptional young women for brilliant futures at Ivy League universities and beyond. But a stranger has come to good, and this Ivy has turned poisonous. In a world where appearances are everything, as long as students pretend to follow the rules, no one questions the cruelties of the secret societies or the dubious behavior of the privileged young women who expect to get away with murder. When a popular student is found dead, the truth cannot be ignored. Rumors suggest she was struggling with a secret that drove her to suicide. But look closely, because there are truths and there are lies, and then there's everything that really happened. Okay, well, 
Or yeah, that one on reserve because that like checks all the boxes. Next up, we have Dead Astronauts by Jeff Vandermeer. I'm first going to tell you this cover of this book is incredible. It is a good cover. We should not judge books by their covers, but some covers are just really, really good. And Dead Astronauts is one of those. Um, so uh, Jeff Vandermeer, of course, wrote Annihilation, that series uh, that was also turned into a movie. So Dead Astronauts um, brings us um, a collection of interesting characters and people and things. There's a blue fox who slips through warrens of time and space on a mysterious mission. A homeless woman haunted by a demon who finds the key to all things in a strange journal. A giant levathon of a fish, centuries old, who hides a secret, remembering a past that may not be its own. Three raging rebels waging an endless war for the fate of the world against an all-powerful corporation. A raving madman who wanders the desert lost in the past, haunted by his own creation. An invisible monster whose name he has forgotten and whose purpose remains hidden. So in um, Dead Astronauts, Jeff Vandermeer presents a city with no name and of its own wear in the shadow of the all-powerful Capital C Company. And human lives and otherwise converge in a terrifying and miraculous ways. At stake, the fate of the future, the fate of Earth. All the Earths. Okay, well... I mean, what more do I need to say? Speaking of, did you all see that there was like an article going around that scientists think they found a parallel universe, like a literal universe other than our own that like runs parallel to it. So I'm just saying these things might happen. Next up, we have Meg and Joe by Virginia Catra. Uh, this is sort of an updated version um, of Little Women, which is very hot right now. So we have the March sisters, reliable Meg, independent Joe, stylish Amy, and shy Beth. They've all grown up to pursue their separate dreams. When Joe followed her ambitions to New York, she never thought her career in journalism would come crashing down, leaving her struggling to stay afloat in a gig economy. As a prep cook slash seeker food blogger, Meg appears to have a life she always planned. The handsome husband, the adorable toddlers, the house in a charming subdivision. But sometimes getting everything you ever wanted isn't all it's cracked up to be. When their mother's illness forces the sisters to come home to North Carolina for the holidays, they'll rediscover what really matters. That just sounds so cute. That's like a good holiday book. When it's all warm and cozy and you want to read about the little women, but, you know, Joe's in the gig economy. Makes perfect sense. Uh, next up, we have Disney's Land by Richard Snow. I have talked about this because I had an advanced copy. Um, this is all about the making of Disneyland. Walt Disney's, you know, theme park out in California, the first one of the theme parks and sort of how it came to be, where the idea came from, the building of it. Um, whether or not you actually are a fan of Disney, um, I highly recommend the book. It gives great insight into just the development of a theme park you know which wasn't really a thing back then <laughs> this idea of you know building this closed uh world um wasn't wasn't really a thing so um you know when disney came along and said that's what he was going to do um 
it was it was uh it was a unique unique idea and so just reading the book and and hearing it from that perspective i i recommend it regardless of personal feelings about disney although i watched many disney movie thanks to disney plus week uh recently next up the dead girls club by damian angelica walters so in 1991 heather cole and her friends were members of the dead girls club obsessed with the macabre the girls exchanged stories about serial killers and imaginary monsters like the Red Lady, the spirit of a vengeful witch killed centuries before. It sounds very familiar. So Heather knew the stories were just that, until her best friend Becca began insisting the Red Lady was real and she could prove it. The belief got Becca killed. It's been nearly 30 years, but Heather has never told anyone what really happened that night. That Becca was right and the Red Lady was real. She's done her best to put that fateful summer, Becca, and the Red Lady behind her. Until a familiar necklace arrives in the mail necklace heather hasn't seen since the night becca died the night heather killed her now someone else knows what she did and they're determined to make heather pay yeah that that sounds good uh yeah yeah good times as the dead girls club by damian angelica walters next up the book of science and antiquities by thomas uh kenley an award-winning documentary filmmaker, Shelby Apple, is obsessed with reimagining the full story of the learned man, a prehistoric man whose remains are believed to be the link between Africa and ancient Australia. From Vietnam to northern Africa and the Australian outback, Shelby searches for understanding of this enigmatic man from the ancient past, unaware that the two men share a great deal in common. Well, that sounds good. Right? Next up, The Sacrament by Olaf Olafsson, which is just the most fabulous name ever. So a young nun is sent by the Vatican to investigate allegations of misconduct, misconduct at a Catholic school in Iceland. During her time there on a gray winter's day, a young student at the school watches the school's headmaster, Father Art, uh, August Franz, fall to his death from the church tower. Two decades later, the child, now a grown man haunted by the past, calls the nun back to the scene of the crime. Seeking peace and calm in her twilight years at a convent in France, she has no choice but to make the trip to Iceland again, a trip that brings back her former visit, as well as her years as a young woman in Paris, powerfully and sometimes painfully to her life. In Paris, she met an Icelandic girl who she has not seen since, but whose acquaintance changed her life. A relationship she relives all while reckoning with the mystery of August France's death and the abuses of power that may have brought it on. Wow. That sounds... There's a lot of layers in that one, right? I mean, because again, it goes back to my whole thing. Murders on like a small... It's a church, but it's a small, you know, close community where weird things are happening. And then, of course, when you talk, start to talk about the Catholic Church and abuses of power and everything that gets involved there, there's a lot of layers here. I'm very excited for this one. So that's a Sacrament by Olaf Olafsson. Next up, we have Reverie by Ryan LaSala. Again, really fantastic cover, just as an FYI. Inceptions meets the magicians in this wildly managed imaginative story about what happens when the secret worlds 
that people hide within themselves come to light. I mean, what more do we need here? So all Kane Montgomery knows for certain is that the police found him half dead in the river. He can't remember anything since the accident robbed him of his memories a few weeks ago. And the world feels really different. Reality itself seems different. So when three of his classmates claim to be his friends and the only people who can truly tell him what's going on, he doesn't know what to believe or who he can trust. But as he and others are dragged into unimaginable worlds that materialize out of nowhere, such as the gym warping into a subterranean temple, a historic home nearby blooms into a Victorian romance rife with scandal and sorcery, Kane realizes that nothing in his life is an accident and only he can stop the, their town from unraveling. Well, just going to go ahead and put that one on hold right now because that sounds amazing. Also, I probably would have enjoyed gym class more as a kid if it was in a subterranean temple. Just going to put that out there. Last one on our list of books for December, we have The Measure of Our Lives by Toni Morrison. We love Toni Morrison. Um, Adam did, a, or we both did an episode talking about Toni um, after she died a couple months ago. So this inspirational book um, juxtaposes quotations, one to a page, drawn from Toni Morrison's entire body of work, both fiction and nonfiction, from the bluest eye to God help the child, from playing in the dark to the source of self-regard, to tell a story of self-actualization. It aims to evoke the totality of Toni Morrison's literary vision. That sounds incredible. Just, you know, one quote. All of her books just sort of laid out into one sort of lyrical story. Um, wow, that sounds pretty good to me. So, uh, I... That's all I got for December. Like I said, we had a lot of duplicates when Adam gave me his list before he left for the week on vacation. So um, it's, a shorter, it's a shorter month, but there's a lot of good books here that I highly recommend you go check out. Um, we are coming up, of course, to the last few weeks of the year. So we have, we'll be doing our best books at some point eventually, of course, best books of the past year. Um... All sorts of fun stuff. We have a really, really fun episode planned for our 400th episode, which will be in soon. Wow. Really soon. <laughs> Sooner than I think I realize. Um, two weeks, I think, <clears throat> will be episode 400. So we have, a, we have a really fun one for that that we've been wanting to do for a while. So you'll have to be sure to um, subscribe if you're not already to make sure that you get in on that when it goes live. And that's all I got, y'all. Um, if you're doing NaNoWriMo, you still have two days left. You can do it. I already finished my 50,000 words, but there's still time for those of you who haven't. So, um, you know, if you need any help, any any tips, tricks, we had an episode a couple of weeks back with some uh, NaNoWriMo writing tricks and um, suggestions to help you get through those those next two days. And it's okay if you don't finish your 50,000 words. Remember, this is just a tool. NaNoWriMo is just a tool. It's okay if you don't get 50,000 words in a month because it is challenging. So just keep writing. 
even after November. That's really all it's about, right? Just building that practice and routine of writing. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. So if you are in America, um, enjoy your Thanksgiving on Thursday. And I hope you um, enjoy this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Rakuten Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, And this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.